Welcome to What and When, the podcast where your bucket lists meet the questions you have on a not quite daily basis. I'm Sarah, your list-loving caffeine connoisseur host, and you are listening to the first episode ever of What and When. That's so cool. I'm excited for you and for me. So here's the tea. I'm all about lists, and I hope you will be too, even if you aren't right now. And I promise we are not going to be writing some boring, average grocery list that nobody ever actually wants to write. On this show, I'm going to try to help you create lists of new things. All of the new things. Foods you want to cook, foods you want to try, foods you want to try to cook, what to do when you're born, what do you wear when you're going to your cousin's wedding who you've never met, So if you haven't already, grab yourself a nice cup of tea, hot water, or coffee, and grab something to write with. Before you finish your beverage, I bet there is something you'll want to write down to remember later. Siri is also an acceptable medium. Siri is British on my phone. But speaking of our friends across this pond, today's podcast is Where Do I Travel Next? Starting with the UK. So the first thing that I would say is you have to try clotted cream. It's something that's kind of like cream cheese, but sweet, but it's not actually cream cheese, which I get probably does not sound appealing if you do not like cream cheese, but I promise you it's different and it's served on a hot scone straight out of the oven with butter and jam, and it's the most harmonious combination you will ever experience in this world. It is heavenly. The second thing I would say is you have to take a picture with the red telephone booth. I mean, how can you say you've gone to London and you haven't taken a picture in the iconic telephone booths that are bright, bright red? Also, they are really cute, so it's a great photo op. Number three, go see a show in West End. Big theater energy. You can see all sorts of shows, from Phantom to Mary Poppins to Les Miserables. They're also playing 9 to 5 right now, and I know they used to have a curious incident at the dog at nighttime. If they don't have it, you can find another way to see it, but that show is absolutely worth it too. But no matter what you see, it's really special to have an experience around theater in a country that is so rich with the craft. Number four, have high tea at the Orangery at Kensington Gardens. So the way that works is that each person orders their own pot of tea and then with it comes your own little cream container and then sugar. And the sugar is half the white refined sugar and the other is brown raw cane sugar. That's what I prefer, the cane sugar. So when our host came to check on us for the first time, she was apologizing a lot because she saw that I had no cane sugar in mine, which was my favorite. So then she was saying, I am so sorry, let me get that for you. Um, little did she know that actually the reason there was none in my pot was because all of it already was in my tea. But I didn't say anything because I wanted more sugar. And I also didn't say anything the next two times this happened. So by the fourth, I think she caught on because I did not get any more sugar. But it was still worth it. And the tea was just as good as the sugar. Number five, take time to watch street performers. 
There's an area called Piccadilly Circus that's what I would consider the heart of London culture um, socially and especially around the arts. And so there's a lot of um, people performing songs or dances just wherever they can find a spot. And it's really cool to support local artists no matter what country you go to. I am in theater and so I love seeing what other artists are doing in other countries just as what they do for craft. And last but not least, always find a cute coffee shop. The second country, and a country that I thankfully have had a lot of time and experience in, is Osaka, Japan. By tradition and by my own priorities, I think the first thing you have to do is eat. And that starts with yakiniku, which is um, a restaurant where you pick your own meat and then you grill your own meat. And it is all you can eat. And I love it because it's it's Japanese version of Korean barbecue. Japanese and Korean culture are very different. And that includes the tastes and the flavors that they tend to use. And so even if you've had Korean barbecue, I would say then you definitely should try yakiniku because it's pretty similar. The second one... You have to go to the Osaka Aquarium. I spent eight hours there, and the aquarium I'm pretty sure is only open for nine hours. They are one of the few aquariums in the world to have whale sharks, and in addition to that, they also house manta rays, which are the very, very much larger cousins, if not actual siblings, of stingrays, and they're super graceful giants of the ocean. And you can watch them both feed during their feeding shows that happen all throughout the day. Also, if you're lucky, there will be a Japanese elementary school having a field trip there. And it's so fun to watch the kids get really excited. It happened to me when I went. The third thing I think people should do in Osaka is go to Dontombori, which is the famous walking street of Osaka. It has amazing food and it's the place to go to try the two dishes that the rest of Japan has also um, grown to create in their own variation. The first one is takoyaki and it's a ball of dough fried with octopus in the middle with a sweet mayo and a sweet soy sauce on top and then the okonomiyaki is very similar but it's a fried pancake and okonomi means how you like it or the way you like it and yaki means fried so it's literally how you like it the way you like it fried the way I do mine, I have shrimp, I have pork, I have sometimes noodles, but definitely egg, onions, um, lots and lots of <laughs> lots and lots of mayo. I love their sweet mayo. And then the same sweet sauce on top with bonita, which are fish flakes. There's no place better than to go to Don Tomburi. Um, and you just get to walk around and see the sights and experience kind of what Asian street market life is like. The next thing you must go to, and I do say must because we do have it in America, but the Japanese ones are 10 times better, are the 7-Elevens. They have onigiri, which are rice balls with either tuna or um, sour plum in the middle, or just ones with sesame and crunchy nori around it, which is seaweed. But then they also have really good sweet and savory breads with cheese or sausage or red um sweet red bean and those are all really great just to to pick up or some people just pick them up and use them as snacks i basically lived off them because 
they're so good. But to level up from 7-Eleven, the next thing you need to stop, check out is Daimaru, which is a department store that's found all over Japan. Technically, they are considered high-end, and so I wouldn't necessarily buy clothes there because they are expensive, but I go for the food, which is in the lower departments, department level. Um, and I lived off the cheese bread when I was in Japan. Ugh. So, so good. My mom definitely preferred the tarts. But, you know, each to their own. Ooh, and they have this cream puff that they put in a box. And then they put that in a bigger box. And between the two boxes is enough space where they tuck um, dry ice in. So your cream on the inside of the puff doesn't melt. Because then nothing is worse than eating melted cream puff. And last but not least you must find a cute coffee shop. I think it's really cool to have those shared kind of cafe spaces across the world, and yet each of them feel and look so different. So, London and Osaka are two of the places that I have been, but I've also been to a lot more areas in East and Southeast Asia. Indonesia, Taiwan, Beijing, Hong Kong, Tokyo, and Vancouver, Canada. Can't forget that last one. But the list of places that I want to go that I have not been is much, much longer. I want to go to Santorini, Greece. I want to go go to Seoul. I want to go to Italy. I want to go to Cannes, France, specifically for the film festival. I want to go to Seville, Spain, Tokyo, Japan. Funny enough, been to four cities in Japan. Tokyo has not been one of them. It will be, though. And then Iceland, because hello, Iceland ponies and puffins. And if you do not know what they look like, go Google it right now. I promise you will not regret it. And then Queensland and Sydney, Australia, to see the Sydney Opera House and the Australian Zoo. So that's my very short version of Around the World in 80 Days. And now I am hungry, and I want coffee and clotted cream. So if you couldn't tell... I love food, I love tea, I love coffee, and if you're a foodie person like me, you want to know what the food that all these countries are. So one cool way to do that, and one way that I've certainly enjoyed, is going to Netflix and finding those cooking shows like Final Table, Chef Table, The Chef Show, Street Food, some variation of title with chef and food and table and food, and the great videography and great commentary give you a a very good picture literally of what you will be eating oh but also have a snack nearby because it will 120% make you hungry and it just so happens that next week I'm talking about a list of foods to cook and foods to try so tune on in I'm Sarah this is what and when and I'll be listing it until next time Thank you.